sauce, pasta, pasta, pasta poutine. This is the poutine. Fries, cheese curds, and chicken gravy. This is the poutine. Hi everyone, it's your host Nina from Pass the Poutine Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is V and she is Vietnamese Canadian. Hi V, welcome to the podcast. Hi Nina, nice to meet you. I'm really <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah, no, I'm stoked. I love Vietnamese people. <laughs> no bias. <laughs> no bias. I just, I love Viet people. It's like a love-hate relationship. Do you do you find that with Viet people? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you meet super cool Viet people and then you meet Viet people that make you kind of like ashamed of being or scared <laughs> or scared yeah. yeah everyone should watch out for you people you never know what you're gonna get dude when i grew up when i was growing up my mom would always like try not to let other viet people know that she was viet or that we were oh, viet. really they're what? like my mom would be like hey they're viet don't don't speak vietnamese we'll speak english now and i'm like but why yeah they're yeah. like our people like why what, what, did like she this? give you an explanation or? i know i asked her once and she was like you don't need to know you know you know that you know that whole mentality like you're a child you don't need to know that, yeah, that was literally right. it you don't need to know blocked i like that she also didn't give you an alternative though because people were obviously going to be like what kind of asian are you she yeah. wasn't like tell people you're chinese she was just like yeah, exactly. just just be like no 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 just speak english yeah just be like i was adopted by white people <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <one>. right <laughs> yeah so you were telling me earlier how you studied french yeah yeah, so so why? What's up with that? Okay, so like when I was a kid, my mom actually taught me French instead of English. She didn't speak English at home. She only started learning English when she came to Canada when she was like, what, 24 or something? Oh, she came really young. She came quite young, um, but like she didn't learn any English before that. But in high school, she did all of her studies, all of her like language studies in French. In Vietnam. In Vietnam. Because wow. like the French occupation was still kind of fresh. Right. And so a lot of the schools in like her area still um, offered French. Mm -hmm. So her French level was quite high. And she would teach me like numbers and like what my name was and stuff oh like that God. yeah and so I actually learned French before learning English in preschool mm -hmm. and so I have that like interest in it and then I got into high school and I did French still and then I got into university and I was like you know what I might as well like continue with this it helped me with like government jobs if I totally. want to go that way yeah and like French is quite interesting very sexy. It's a it's a it's very, very uh, sexy language. I wish I could speak more French so we can um say more things. But all I know is uh, omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. I was talking to a, a French girl and she was like, "It's not omelette du fromage. It's omelette au fromage." Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it's like funnier if you if you say it wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you actually spent a little bit of time in France. I did. Um I did 7 months of uh working in France. So basically I was an English teaching assistant. Mm -hmm. Um it's with this program called Tapif, teaching assistant program in France mm -hmm. and you get posted to either um like an elementary school, middle school or a high school. Mhm. Mm and you get to pick between big city, medium-sized city, or like rural, middle of nowhere, hick town type of vibe. And you picked? I picked middle. Okay. Because okay. I wanted Safe. to have like that duality. I could go to like the countryside if I right. wanted, and I can still have access to like Paris or Lyon or something like right, that, right. right? So I got um, posted to this city called Chambéry. It's like really close to the Italian and the... Switzerland borders oh really yeah so oh, like it nice. only took me an hour by train to either get to Italy or to Geneva oh my god so it was really nice yeah and the, I was like at the foot of the Alps oh, and nice. so it felt totally like, like home like home yeah. there were like a bunch of trees right. like rivers the mountains were there it was it was really nice oh my god that sounds so nice it was really pretty there Sometimes I forget how beautiful Vancouver is because we have like mountains and trees and all of that. And then when you're in Switzerland, it's like the same view almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I study social geography, so mm -hmm. I'm kind of a little bit more cognizant of things around me. So mm -hmm. it's really cool how we have like all three, like we're an urban city. We have mountains. Mm -hmm. We can go to the beach if we want to. Yeah. We can hike. It's yeah. awesome. We're really lucky. No, it's... Uh, my brother was telling me, I don't know how true this is, but you know how Vancouver has a lot of Asians, right? <laughs> we, have, we have all the Asians in the entire world. They're all in Vancouver. And he said the reason that they're here is because Vancouver has really good feng shui. 
Stop. Yeah, but no. if, but if you believe in feng shui, it totally makes sense, right? We got the mountains, we got the rivers, we got the beaches. Are we? It's like the perfect area. So maybe it's like a subconscious thing that like Asian people are drawn to the feng shui, like, or this is, is just like woohoo, who knows? But but this is what oh. my brother was saying to me, and when you actually think about it, it, it makes sense because Asians we really believe in like ley lines and like. Um, like all that kind of superstitious stuff that they don't want to teach us in university. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a thing. So you study social geography, maybe you can look into it. I could. That would be like a great final paper proposal. Girl, or, thank you so much. Credit me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Credit my brother. Credit my brother. I don't know. AP format. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when you were there teaching English, like you know, you're Vietnamese. Um, <laughs> you're not white yeah. and you're from Canada going to Europe to teach English. Did you get any sort of pushback being Asian? Um, I did cause a lot of confusion. So like a few times on the bus, I had like people kind of stare at me. You typically like older people. Yeah. So there was like a man mm-hmm. who was just staring at me. He was like so confuzzled. He was like, what is happening? There's like a young Asian girl on the bus. I is don't understand. Lost? Like, what is she doing here? Is she is, is she okay? Like her mom? He was like sincerely, genuinely confused. Yeah. And I just looked at him and I was like, Yo, what's up? Hello. Bonjour. <laughs> and he just looked away. Like he didn't know what to do. It was kind of funny. So that town was pretty like French. It was super French. Okay. Yeah. Like um, they think for France. That city had like the conglomerate of Chambéry mm-hmm. had like six hundred thousand people, and for them oh. that's big. Oh, that's considered a big city, une grande ville. Yeah. But like for us coming from Canada and coming from like Vancouver, yeah, that's not so big, right? Well, yeah, because technically I think the population of Vancouver City is six hundred thousand people, but when you add all the like. Yeah. suburbs and stuff it, it Metro adds Vancouver up. Is yeah in yeah. The millions yeah, yeah yeah so yeah interesting yeah and like they had a department store um lots of like restaurants and stuff they had a pretty decent public transit system Ooh, which nice. actually helped a lot for mm-hmm. me to get to work there was like a train station about a 10 minute walk away it was great. Like everything's walking distance in downtown, and I actually lived downtown, so that oh, was really nice. nice. Yeah. Did, did you feel any sort of culture shock when you when you got oh there? Oh my god! Right. Okay, when French when you meet French people, right? They give you bisous, which are like kisses? these little kisses <laughs> on the cheeks. I don't even kiss my friends. Like my best right. friend, right. I hug her for like ten seconds, mm-hmm. and that's like the maximum <laughs> you suck amount the air of out of her of when you're intimate, hugging. like touch that I would give my best friend Mm -hmm. but like these people like on the first day I met them or like the person who was in charge of me at school right she like met me and then she gave me two kisses on the cheek and I was blushing so hard (laughs) I was not used to this level of like skinship you know like it was a bit much skinship is such a Korean I'm sorry it's okay go on go um yeah and like I don't know um she was like oh this is how French people meet each other and I was like Okay, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. But it took me about, like, two, three weeks to get used to it. But after that, it was pretty natural. And, and now I kind of miss it. You're I just kissing everybody. I think, I think you should bring it to Vancouver. No, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't fly here. Like, I wish I could do this with people here because mm-hmm. it makes it seem like you're more friendly towards each other. It's, more, it's definitely more intimate, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's nice to be able to, like, give affection to people I care about. Right. Not just to, like, family or, like, romantic partners, but, like, right. if they're just... Even if they're platonic friends, I want to show them that I love them. Oh, and, like, I these kisses... Yeah. I, I don't know if it means the same thing to, like, French people, that, but that's how I felt when I, like, bizooed other people. Bizooed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bizoo, bizoo. Like, literally, I would be, like, trying to get to class or, like, trying to get to class that I was gonna teach at and I would see my students in the middle of the hallways greeting each other mm-hmm. and like they would like stop literally in the middle of the staircase and just bizu everybody and I was just like <laughs> you guys it's like five minutes to class hey, what the heck are you late. guys doing we're gonna be late and I can't do anything because I'm not gonna tell you to refrain from your own culture but like come on right right <laughs> you see each other every day <laughs> this is your third bizu today yeah exactly <laughs> that's funny I know like French people when they tell they also text like they sign off with bizu oh yeah like kisses right and you know, yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. i know that was because um i like very briefly dated this french guy oh. and when he would text me 
like, because his English, he's, like, from France, right? And then um, he would sign off, like, Bizu something, something, and I would have to, like, Google every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's a thing. And then I had to, like, Google, like, what does this mean? Like, right? So, anyway, it was uh, it was really funny. I, I, I actually really like the the bisous like i really like the the french or european way of of how they greet people i think mm-hmm. it's just cuz i really like physical touch and intimacy <laughs> <laughs> hey hey um, yeah so i don't know i feel like we should we should bring it to vancouver i tried to do that with my friends before here like friends i haven't seen in a long time i would just give them like one kiss like girlfriends right and then they were caught off guard but then when i did it to them they would do it back to me Aww. right so i'm just like i feel like people think like us like people we i think we want to do it in canada but no one wants to do it, and we don't want to be, like, the weird ones. But, I mean, come on, Canadians. Let, let's start kissing each other on the cheek. Shout out, shout out to uh, everyone <laughs> listening. Let's start a new trend. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so besides that kind of culture shock, did you experience any other sort of culture shocks? Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't know this about French people, but, like, they, they're really interested in knowing where you're from. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, like but what? Which from? <laughs> you know what oh, I mean. All the froms. Oh, okay. All the froms. So like, um, where I lived, there are actually a lot of Italians, and like because oh. of like the EU kind right. of stuff, um, a lot of Europeans can travel within the EU borders, right. and it's easy for them to like get settled, get a job, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, people are literally from everywhere. So in my class, um, I remember there being like Russian kids. Um, Algerians and like people from everywhere. Oh, it's like, very Middle East. Yeah, it's, there were barely any Asians. I was like one of four Asians in the whole school. I was gonna say the whole city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, um, there were a lot of like Middle Easterns, um, a lot of different Eastern European, Western European. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one guy from Montreal, which is like, why? Oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, because most French people want to go to Canada, but then like this particular guy, his family wanted to come back to France. I guess. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had like a few um like black peoples from like the Mediterraneans and Mm. also from like Africa. It's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, but like no Asians. No Asians. Basically, no Asians. You you represented all the Asians. I represented twenty five percent of the Asian population at my school. It, was, it felt great. So much power. Oh man, did you did you feel any sort of like racism when you were there though? Oh, or like not. It, it sounds like it was a pretty pleasant experience, which I love hearing. I don't want to like tell all of, like the negative experiences. Yeah to down for the mood but like there i did face a lot of racism a lot but in in like the places that i worked i don't think they wanted to be racist or maybe maybe they were just oh. being a little snarky or just plain ignorant mm-hmm. but like one time i was eating lunch and when you have lunch at um a french school it's like everyone's in the canteen and they don't bring their own lunches because at school they have like chefs who work in the school and make yeah. lunches for everybody. I love it. And you pay like five dollars Canadian for like a three course meal and cheese. Oh my so god! Like... <laughs> we need to bring that to Canada. <laughs> I know. Um. Anyways, like we were all sitting there in the canteen, and one lady was like, "Oh, so you're like the teacher assistant who's teaching English, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And she was like, "So where are you from?" I was like, "I'm from Vancouver, Canada." She was like, "No, no, no, no." Where's your origin? Like, quelle est, <laughs> quelle est ton origine? Oh. So, like, what is your origin? I'm just right. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, pardon, pardon. I was like, I'm, I'm born in Vancouver, Canada. Like, yeah. I was, I was very confused at like what she meant because I, no one had asked me like your origin, like. Where, where are you? Right. Where, that's deep. where are you original? Yeah. Originally like, from. Like, like you're like a superhero with some sort of like childhood trauma yeah, or something. Yeah, or like I'm like a toy made in Singapore. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you like I, pull out like the, you show her your foot's like made in this country yeah. or something. Andy, made in Singapore. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, and I was like, I was born in Vancouver, Canada. And she was like, no, 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 no. Where where are your where are your parents from? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's uh, this question. Yeah. It's the where are you really from question. Right, 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 right. But in French. And so <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I understand what you mean. My parents are from Vietnam, yeah. but they immigrated to Canada in the nineties. Yeah. And I was born in Canada. And she's like, Oh, so you're a real Canadian. I was like, what is a fake Canadian? <laughs> I don't know. 
So you're a real Canadian. <laughs> what I, does that even mean? Vibe check passed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so like yeah, it, so I guess it wasn't like it was just more questions like that. You didn't face any like overt um like oh you're Asian so you can't speak English because I know like because I taught English in Asia. Oh cool. Yeah, but you know like so it's it's like the whole like you're from Canada. You're teaching English, but you look Asian, so that means you can't speak English. So like, How does that work? yeah, can we trust the English that you're teaching us and exactly. and stuff like that, right? And it's yeah. like literally, I'm teaching kids how to spell the word cat. Like, it's fine, right? But um, yeah, no, it, I I felt like a lot of that kind of stuff, like a lot of second guessing, yeah. um, of my ability to speak English, which I know is garbage because I lived in Asia for so long. And once you when you live in Asia for so long, your English gets so much worse let me tell you like it's you you can't even uh, I can barely speak anymore but but yeah so so you didn't get any sort of things like that well one time like I was just walking to the bar with my friend there were three of us there was like in a Spanish girl um a girl from India and then me and then I was like talking to the girl from India and then we were just walking to the bar and some old guy just came up to us and like faced was like facing me and the Indian girl and um he said in French like go back to where you come from oh my god yeah and I didn't notice because I was talking to Simran yeah and then Simran like noticed because she was listening yeah and she was like did you hear what he just said I said no what did he say yeah and she told me like he just told us to go back to where we come from and like at that point in the program I was actually so done with France I was like I kind of oh. want to. Thank you. <laughs> right. Wait, yeah. can you buy my ticket right now? Because I don't have money to yeah. do it for later. Like, yeah. In Canada, I can get my health care right away. R- right. Reimbursed, right. Know? Yeah. Like, can you help yeah. me with this process? Because yeah. I want to go home. I want to help you help me, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This could be a two-way thing. <laughs> right, right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so there was like a little bit of that. But when you said at that point you were done with France, can I ask you what you mean? Because I feel like I felt that way when I was in Korea and when I was in Vietnam, too. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, it was like at first it's like this honeymoon phase, right? You're like, oh my god, it's a beautiful new Everything's country. New. Everything is great, and then yeah. after a while, you're like, I feel like I can't do anything. Yeah. I feel homesick. I feel like like this. So, so what was that experience like for you? I was definitely really homesick. Like, I missed having Asian food. I missed my mom. I missed mm-hmm. my friends. I missed being able to go out and be like, hey, let's have Indian food today, or like, right. hey, let's go and like do this and that let's go to a cat cafe let's go like (laughs) have korean barbecue (laughs) let's go i don't know to like waterfront and take a walk right right but then where i was because i wasn't working a lot of hours we were allowed to work 12 hours a week max Mm -hmm. we can't work more than that so like even if the wage was high the pay was still low right and so i had like money problems um so i couldn't spend a lot of money and and france is a bit expensive right the good thing with me was i lived in a smaller town so the prices weren't the same as like paris oh i you see know? so it was okay. a bit cheaper good 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 yeah but still like if i wanted asian food i either had to make it myself or go to like one of two asian restaurants and have really crappy asian food mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i i would make it better in my opinion no i feel you yeah, yeah. um and like I don't know. I didn't have very many, like, local friends. Most of the friends I hung out with were other teaching assistants. Other expats. Yeah, and so, I don't know. I just felt super sad. And, like, I think at in that week, I had some sort of, like, not altercation, but, like, a little problem with my students in class. Like, they weren't listening. They were being kind of rude. And I didn't know how to, like... Respond. Respond to that. They never taught us how to, like, get French students in check because, like, the relationship... The relationship between students and teachers in France is really different, like, way different. What is it like? What is it like? So, basically, French teachers literally yell at their (laughs) students. And the first day I was there, they were so rowdy. They were, like, really excited to meet me, and they were just, like, talking a lot. And, like, in the first hour of me, like, working... I, I witnessed, like, my teacher yelling at her kids to, like, be quiet, and it was, like, full-on yelling, and I, I'd never seen that before, and it was oh such a gosh. shock to me. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we, 
like teachers here we can't do that to our in students. canada we're not allowed that to. doesn't fly like yeah, you would yeah. probably you, you get lo- in trouble yeah, you'd lose your you, job you'd lose your right job. yeah but then they like french teachers would say things like oh <laughs> shut up la and like so like i don't know i don't know they, they use a lot of english in french it's weird. Oh. It's like Franglish sometimes. Franglish. Yeah, they'd say things like "shut up, la," or like, like <laughs> um, I, I forgot all the French, but like mm. they would say things in a very loud voice, and yeah. like it was normal to the kids. And oh. I was like, "Is this abuse? Right? What is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah." But it's a very different like relationship and different culture there. It's a lot more like uh, authoritative. It sounds like it, or authoritarian. Maybe I don't know. I I I never really thought about it too much, but like apparently it's just normal to like yell at your students, mm-hmm. and I guess teachers have a bit more power. Right, right, right. Yeah. Whereas here, like teachers and students can have almost like a friendship. Yeah, some sort of like yeah, camaraderie yeah. almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't happen. There's like a clear boundary in France. Wow. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense because when I was taking French in high school, that's probably why my French teacher was always yelling. Because oh. everyone was like, "Oh, Madame, blah blah blah, is such a bitch," right? And then, based on what you've said now, it's like, "Oh, I guess it's just she's just a French teacher, right? She's not." Yeah, because all the other teachers were very like, you know, I remember my English teacher being like, "Okay, turn to page fifty-seven and let's read this passage and what does it mean?" And then, whereas my French teacher just like. Oh, how do you say sit down in French? I forgot. Asseyez-vous. Yeah, like just like screaming at the class all the time. Asseyez-vous. Yeah. Attention. <laughs> just like, just, oh my God. It was crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Um, wow, nice. How, your mom was cool with you moving to France though? Okay, so like the day I decided I wanted to go, mm-hmm. I, I literally called her on the phone. I was like, mom. <laughs> what do you want mom can i go to france and like work there for like two semesters and she was like yeah that's chill why are you asking me <laughs> your mom's so cool yeah she really wanted me to like have a, an abroad experience like teaching right. or studying Whatever, or yeah. working abroad she mm-hmm. really she values those kind of experiences and because she never had those opportunities she wants all the opportunities for me right mm-hmm. and if that's what i want she'd be like totally supportive of that Wow, I love that. Dang. Um, Did you feel like your French improved a lot when you were there? Oh, yeah. Like, um, the reason, one of the reasons why I went was because my speaking skills were total shite. Like, (laughs) it was terrible. And um, I felt really, like, embarrassed when I was called in class to, like, answer a question or something because I couldn't formulate a sentence quick enough in my head to, like, say it out loud. And then all these people around me, like, they had, like, um, the same experience teaching abroad in France or, like, going to uh, Montreal or, like, Quebec for explore programs. And their French were really good. So I wanted to improve myself. Yeah. So what better way than to, like, immerse myself in French culture and language in France, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. So, you know, you're Vietnamese, I'm Vietnamese, we're, uh, hey. Viet- <laughs> hey, <what's up? laughs> um, we're Viet Gyo's, right? I'm sure you know that term. Yes. And I find that with Viet Gyo's, out of, like, most of the Asians I've met, like Chinese, Korean, Japanese, whatever, uh, Viet Gyo's are the most likely, I feel like, to abandon their Vietnamese heritage. I know. Right? Okay, I wanted oh to talk gosh. about that, because when I meet Koreans, like, even if they're born and raised in Canada, they're Korean as fuck fuck you know what i mean they listen to k-pop know how to read and write korean i'm like dude i can't i you know the vietnamese we use the alphabet and i still can't read vietnamese you know right and then the same with chinese people they're very like they're still a lot of them are still super chinese like they're Mm. like yeah no i want to marry a chinese person Mm. blah 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 blah, right but i think with viet people it's like you're one of two ways you're like i'm a hardcore viet girl from vancouver right dye my hair blonde right abg abg (laughs) right like my parents like are drug dealers yeah tattoo my eyebrows or I'm the tattoo artist, right? Oh the tattooing God. other people's eyebrows, right? There's all these. We can talk about like AVG professions, which is like beauty, like people, right? Influencers. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then, or you get the other Viet Gyo's that I feel like we're, we're kind of similar in that, like we just kind of abandon our whole. Like, it, please don't look at me as Vietnamese. Like, I'm not Vietnamese. Like, oh. I I'm terrible at Vietnamese. Like, blah blah blah. I wonder why that is. I never thought about it. Like. I don't know, because I find that Vietnamese people, 
or like the Vietnamese community here has a very different dynamic with their history and their culture compared to like Koreans, Chinese, or Japanese people. Oh, I love this. Please tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So we have like intergenerational trauma from the war. But but so do Koreans. But the right? thing is, so do Koreans. Yeah. But a lot of us are here as a result of the war. Oh, we we're fled as... the war. Uh, we were boat people. Right. We're descendants of boat people. Right, that right, right, wound right, right, right. is so fresh. Yeah. Whereas like Kore- the Korean War ended in like 1953. Right, right. And right. that's been a while. And mm-hmm. most of the Koreans are here as like economic immigrants, right? Totally. Totally. We're here as um, um, refugees. Political <laughs> refugees. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's a different reason why we're here. That's true. And where we come from. Right. And, like, with my family, they were always really proud of being Vietnamese. And Oh. Like... What, what part of Vietnam is your family from? So my dad's side of the family is from Hoi An. Mm-hmm. And my mom's side of the family is from Hue slash Da Nang. Yeah, Central Vietnam, <laughs> aka we love it. No, I think you know because there's a lot of like North is better than South, South is better than North. Oh, but honey. I think, but I think the North and the South can both agree we love the Central. <laughs> we love Central Vietnamese people. You guys got the beaches food. and your food is fire. We have bún mồ hôi, right? Yeah. We got bánh bèo. Bánh xèo. Bánh xèo. Bánh nằm. <laughs> bánh nằm. Oh my god. I love, I love that stuff. Mì mì quảng. Mì quảng. Oh my oh god. Mì quảng. From, so... from Hoi An. From dude. Hoi An. Oh my god. There's this one lady on the street. I think it's like Chun something something. Amazing. Yeah. So good. So good. Like a- anyone can come to the center, and anyone can come to the center and like just chill, and it's yeah. and it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's everyone there's so much nicer too. I are feel we? Like. Yeah, Central Vietnamese people are so nice. Okay, people from the north, rude and mean as fuck. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, real tr- facts. My okay. family's from the north. Facts, right? People from the south, like, quote unquote, nice but super sneaky. Oh, they are sneaky. <laughs> They're sneaky. shady They're snakes. Sh- okay, <laughs> trust me, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I we're Vietnamese, I so we can it. say this. I also I lived in Saigon. I can say this. <laughs> But Central Vietnamese people just nice. We just vibing. Just like nice through and through. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. Like Central Vietnamese people are the nicest. Yeah. I, I feel I like we're we're not that snarky. We're no. not that like rude. Yeah, and we're just relaxed. trying to have a good time. I think what it is is like Central Vietnamese people typically don't have like a chip on their shoulder the way North or Southern Vietnamese people do. Right, because especially northern people, they walk around like so angry, blah blah blah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Have you been to North Vietnam? No, no, no. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> like no one smiles. No one looks at you. Right. There's like if you go it like they, yeah. It's it it's it's crazy. It's crazy. North Vietnam is, is hectic. South Vietnam a lot more nice. Like a lot more customer service oriented. Oh yeah. But nothing compares to Central Vietnam. Anyway, sorry. Okay. So 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 have you been to Central Vietnam though? Yeah. So um, I've been to Vietnam twice, and mm-hmm. both times I've just like stayed in the central areas. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Like my grandma's place is right by the beach. Oh, nice. And so we could take, like, a 10-minute walk to the beach and just, like... In, in Hoi An. It's in um, Da Nang. Oh, Da Nang. Oh, the big beach in Da Nang. It's kind of... I, I forgot what, like, Guang she's in, but, like... Yeah. She's in, like, a little farther away from okay. the center, but, like, it's beside one of these, like, beach areas. Nice. It's really nice. Um... And there's like the market, this this like open market. Do you know? Do you remember Public the name? Market. I, I, I totally I, I think forgot. I've, I've been to that market, but yeah. Yeah, something. Just something exactly. Yeah, yeah, but like there's um, a lot of different like local fruits and goods and vegetables yeah, and yeah, meats. Yeah. And then if you go in a little bit more, there's like this um, food court type thing. But everyone's sitting on a but, tiny little thing. Yes. And you eat at one stall, and then you move like two feet, like two foot. Two feet to the Two left, feet, yeah. and then you eat at another thing, and you just make your way around the whole. Have thing. you ever had mantang dap yep? I think so. It, it's like um with the little um, is it the little clams? It's like so you have like mantang right? Yeah, which and is a uh, rice uh, paper, rice paper grilled. No, no, no. This is just regular bantang. So, okay. like, the kind you use for... Um, for bantang. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, so you have one piece of that, and then you have, like, that crispy rice chip. I forgot what it's called. I think it's also called bantang. 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 Or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you, like, break it up. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. you have, like, some sauces and, like, 
a, a bit of a protein and then you wrap it up and then you just like smush everything together oh. that's why it's called nup yep oh nup means you hit. hit it yeah right? yeah yeah I brought my white uncle, Uncle Bruce. You got a white uncle? I got a white uncle. Shout out by to Uncle marriage. Bruce. Uncle okay. Bruce. Not by genetics. <laughs> no, not by genetics. By, by marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's chill. Yeah. He's cool. Like, he's, he's adopted by Vietnamese. <laughs> he loves Vietnamese food. If he can take fish sauce, he's a keeper. Just mm. saying. No, no, no. Or fi- she. No, fish sauce is level one. If they can take um, mam tom. Oh my god. <laughs> mam tom, they're yes. keeper. Mam tom is fermented. Yes. It's like the gray purple oh, fermented. It like, stinks, but it's so it's good. So good. It's like, so it's, good. It's so good. In like stews and stuff. Uh, um, Unzio. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh my god, I miss that so much. Yeah, Unzio is fire. Anyways, like, I brought him in there and like we had this and he just had so much fun just like hitting it oh every god. time. It was great. Uncle anyway. Bruce sounds so cute. He's he's the best. <laughs> when you were in Vietnam, did you feel like people knew you weren't from Vietnam, or were they? Oh, just they like- know from the way you walk. Apparently, <laughs> I was literally oh, just walking me. down yeah, this yeah. alley, and, and then like, this lady was like, <laughs> and I'm just like, how does she know? You're like, I all I did was. I took a breath. I'm just walking and breathing. <laughs> yeah. And then I told my mom the story, and she was like, "Oh, it's the way you walk. It's your ankles." And what? Like, what do you mean? What and she's mean? like, "I don't know. Maybe your ankles are clean, or like the way you walk is just different." And I'm just like, "But I have flat feet. I walk different from everyone." <laughs> I don't know. They just they can just tell by the way you like hold yourself or like the way you look. Mm-hmm. I, I always say to my friends like when we go to Asia I'm like they can smell the imperialism through our blood that, that's usually what I say oh my god yeah they they know they know they take one look and they're like ooh she's from America <laughs> yeah. she got money <laughs> yeah she got money hey you wanna buy this thing from me two dollars <laughs> yeah apparently if they can figure out your like VQ they up the price when oh you're at the 100% market. Yeah. and so you gotta like you gotta haggle. Yeah, you gotta be like, I got no money, homegirl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I never, like, go up and buy things. I mm-hmm. get my cousins to, like, yeah. do the purchase for totally. me. Totally. If you have that luxury, you have to take it. I know. Because I've been in Vietnam, and anytime I can get a Vietnamese person to buy something for me, I will. But if I can't, I'm just like, man, this is a deficit for my wallet. It doesn't matter that I speak Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Nothing. They know. Yeah. They're like, they're like, why is this Korean girl's Vietnamese so good? You know? <laughs> why is this oh Chinese God. girl know how oh to speak God. Vietnamese? Yeah, it's, oh it's crazy. Like, they just, like, do not believe that I'm, I'm Vietnamese at all. Yeah. But. Did you so I guess so when you went to the Madan, did you like enjoy it? Oh I love it. I love it every time. It just it's so different to be like surrounded by people who all look like you. Like here totally here you go out and you're like surrounded by diversity. Right. But then you go home and then like you hear your language. Right. You eat your food only and like you're surrounded by literally family. Mm -hmm, Right. So mm -hmm. it's just it's a very different feeling. Whereas here, I don't have any other family aside from my mom. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's a great feeling to be surrounded by like familial love. That's true. You know, actually, you just brought up a point that I've never talked about on my podcast, which is um, like as Asian Canadians, not like not our entire family is here right mm-hmm. and, and usually it's just our parents or like our immediate family which you know other people might not have yeah yeah and then that, that's the difference when we go back to asia is like you get bombarded by all these t- people who feel like strangers but they're there are aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like that it's totally a different feeling yeah yeah because like i'm an only child i have like no cousins living in vancouver with oh, me right, right. um i have like kind of distant cousins but mm-hmm. they're not like immediate cousins um, right and like my family was the only family who like came here so my mom was the only one who came here and then i have an aunt in america oh uh california uh texas oh the of other course. the other yeah the other it's california Can- texas that's it yeah yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah yeah apparently the second most spoken language in california is vietnamese is that it's funny? probably the second also in texas <laughs> Probably. I would I would take a gander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, when I'm back in Vietnam, I'm just, like, surrounded by my culture, mm-hmm. which felt... Sometimes it felt almost, like, fr- like frustratingly too much or, oh. like, overwhelming to yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. so surrounded by, like... Right, right. By just you or, like, your people, your culture. Yeah. And I Because we're so used to feeling, like, it just 
like hiding it or something. Like when I go out into the street and I see so many different types of people, it's really interesting to me and it's normal to me. Mm-hmm. Right, but then right, I right. go back to Vietnam and it's like everyone's the same as me and I'm just like not used to it. Right. And so like right. after a while, I was just kind of like, huh. So this is the motherland, like that kind of realization that you right. you can come from somewhere where everyone looks like you. Yeah. Or is very much like you. Yeah. But then, like, I learned the English that my parents taught me, which is kind of outdated. They never, like, learned more um, current slangs and stuff when, like that. When you that. say outdated, you mean, like, they're not they're not saying, like, LOL or OMG? Like, like <laughs> that sort of thing. Like, they never learned um, more... Co- what's the word? Like, like um slangs or like new ways of saying things or like technological words or scientific oh. words can you compare it to like maybe how people in quebec speak french and versus how people in france speak french because what i've heard is like people from france they always make fun of like the the french in, in quebec right yeah. and they're always like oh they speak such like traditional french it's so old blah 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 is it similar to that maybe yeah because because um as a social geographer i can see it as being like a geography of language you mm-hmm. remove the traditional language and you put it in a completely different place right the two languages are not going to evolve at the same rate right or, or in the, same, or in the way. same way yeah so like my parents vietnamese is very like 70s 80s 90s oh, right okay i got you and got so you. they come here and that's what i learn i don't learn new slangs to right. like girlfriends or like pals or like yeah. things you just say with each other right right but then um, my cousins would be, like, speaking to me, and I'm like, I don't get this. What are you saying? I'm so sorry. Can you say that slower? Can you translate that to English? <laughs> and then they would have to find, like, another way of saying it. Yeah. And then they wouldn't be able to use slang, right? Mm-hmm. They would use, like, just regular, totally like, more formal language right 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 I, I, that's, I've been in that experience so many times when I'm in Vietnam because I'm like yeah I speak Vietnamese and I go to Vietnam people are talking to me and I'm like I'll like isolate one word and I'm like what does that word mean right and then they'll explain that and I'm like but what does that word mean and then it just keeps going on and on and I'm like wow I don't speak Vietnamese at all <laughs> so like the biggest shock for me when I was there was with the laundry machine so there are different settings on the machine so yeah. like wools or linens or dirty clothes dark clothes like that right yeah and then i was like trying to figure out how to say setting in vietnamese to ask my cousin like how to use it and she was like she was like oh you have to use um this setting she would be like she would say what did she say like and like for me the word ghetto is like regime like a political oh. regime or like right and i'm just like what is this girl saying i'm literally using a laundry I'm trying, I'm trying machine wash a washing clothes. machine and yeah. she's making this so political i don't get it but then i looked it up and i was like oh my god ghetto also means like setting mm. oh my god <laughs> i was like I don't want to talk politics right now. They right, could be listening. Right, right. <laughs> there, were, there was a lot of cases like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love talking about, like, Vietnamese stuff. Because I feel like growing up, I was very, like, deprived of it because I didn't have a lot of Vietnamese friends. So when I do get to talk about it now, especially after living in Vietnam, I, I'm like, wow, I can appreciate it more as an adult. Mm. Uh, I noticed that you, like, you talk about your mom a lot and you, mm. you don't really talk about your dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the situation there? So my parents are divorced. Mm. Um, and then my, I stayed with my mom for, like, ever since then. And yeah, it's it's been the two of us, and it was it was quite hard at first. Cause how how old are you when they divorced? Um, I think I was twelve when they started the process. Oh, okay. And then I was like fourteen or fifteen when it was finally Finalized. yeah done. With. At what age, or could you remember when you were a kid? Like, at what age did you kind of start feeling that your parents' marriage was falling apart? Because I know <gasps> I, I know it's like quite deep, but yeah. you know people are like, oh, my parents divorced at twelve, but. Divorce doesn't just, you don't just wake up and you're like, I'm going to divorce. Usually there's like a long build up towards that. And then the final straw is divorce. Yeah. Did you, were they fighting like years before that or? 
I mean, they fought just like any other set of parents would fight, you mm-hmm. know, but, and it was never violent or it was never like, you know, too much for me to, to handle. Right. But then, um, like after my first visit to Vietnam, mm-hmm. um, that was when it got a little bit more like intense sometimes. How old are you when you first Um, visit? so when I first went to Vietnam, I was about 10. I, I had just turned 10. Okay. Okay. And then... And then when I came back, like, I guess things just started to fall apart after that. And then, yeah. Like, f- I always thought they had a pretty loving relationship as a child. And, really? like, both, both parents really did love me. Yeah. Very much. Oh, that's awesome. Which was, which was yeah, great. I love that. Which yeah, was yeah. really nice. Like, mm-hmm. for at least the first six years of my life. Of course. Right? Very that crucial can, years. Re- that I can yeah. remember. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like, just life just went on. And then by the time I hit about ten... That was when there was a bit more animosity, mm-hmm. and obviously as a child, like I wasn't very cognizant of these of kind course, of things. Yeah. But by the time I was like eleven, turning twelve, I was like, I don't think these people don't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twiddling my thumbs, just like yeah, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok. Oh, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything that was like obvious that that gave it away, or did the fights just get more intense, or? Um, the fights did not get more intense. Like, I would always be the one in the middle to defuse oh, it. Oh, you and, were like, the referee? Yeah, I would just, oh like, God. protect my mom if, like, my dad got a bit loud right, or whatever, you right. know? Um, yeah. But, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so after, so, after your parents got divorced, like, how, how did it affect you as, like, a teenager? Oh. Okay, so, like, the first thing I could think of was, like, the financial side of things. Yeah. So, Divorce is so expensive. Yeah, so before, like, my parents separated, um, my mom was working part-time, my dad was working full-time, and he was, like, the main worker in the family, the breadwinner. Bread yeah. And so he had a pretty good job in his company. Mm-hmm. He was, like, some sort of supervisor, and he was making good money, and, like... It came with medical benefits, mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? And so we were living quite, quite okay. Right. We were chilling. Mm-hmm. And then um, when my dad, when when they got separated, my mom was like doing a program, an esthetician program for hair, mm-hmm. and she wanted to become a st- hairstylist. And so like, not only could she not work full time, but she had to go to school, and pay oh, tuition. Right. And right, so. Right. When they separated, it was a very, like, sudden separation, and so oh. she had to, like, stop her program, she lost all the money that she already paid for tuition, didn't get anything out of it. All and the time she, she spent. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, there was no fruition from from that, and then now she has to, like, be the sole provider for me and herself, mm-hmm. pay off the house and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was really hard, and she would not let me get a part-time job at all. I really wanted really? to work. I was, like, 14, right. 15 at the end of um, this, the divorce process, but she would not let me get a job. She was like, you just study and do your best, and... We'll take, I'll take care of things. Like, it's fine. And you're just in high school, too, which is like, it's not hard to get a part time job. No, I could have worked at like a grocery store. That's what I did. Yeah, when I was like 16, I got like a cashier job and exactly and still got straight A's. (laughs) Yeah, I was getting straight A's and just chilling at home, you know? Like, I I did nothing. I had like four hours a day of nothing. (laughs) Right. Right. Even after studying and still getting straight A's. That's such an Asian mom thing, I feel I know. like, right? I, yeah. I felt so bad. I wish I wish she had let me. It yeah. would have been so much better mm. for us. But yeah, like there were there were days when like um it was tough for her to provide food on the table. Of course, yeah. And yeah, it was it was a lot of work. Um yeah, it was it sucked. But I'm sure like seeing your mom work really hard and uh, to try to provide for you and her, um, just alone. That probably made you really want to study and go to school more, did it? Like, like after high school? Yeah, because, like, I was always taught that education was the key out of poverty. Right. Yep. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But it is a better chance for you to do better yeah. in your life. But, yeah, like, that was my one thing. Like, I'm going to get good marks, get into university, and get a good job and make some money and then like buy use that mom money. a house yeah, yeah get my mom a house yeah. a nice car a massage chair i thought you could say mercedes-benz <laughs> um buy her like 
like buy her property so that she can open her salon and stuff, right? Right, right. Vietnamese yeah. style where you like have your business at the bottom, you sleep at the top of the house. That was what she had in Vietnam, dude. She was dude, top. Yeah, she was top twenty under twenty <laughs> in Da Nang <laughs> for like nineteen eighty something. Amazing, yeah. I and love it. Anyways, I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Like, yeah, it's um, yeah. Wow. So you had like a very strong female role figure in your oh, yeah, life. Oh, like She was a feminist before she knew I was she gonna, was one. I was gonna say, she yeah. sounds, like, hardcore. Like, she's yeah. like, you know what? I'm not gonna stay in this marriage that I don't feel happy in. I'm gonna pave my own way, even though it's super hard. And yeah. that's ballsy, man. Dude, part of... Okay, this might be too much, and my mom might not be okay with me saying it, but I don't <laughs> mind, personally. But, okay. like, part of the reason why my parents got divorced is because I'm a girl. <laughs> my dad is, You're like... You're lying. No, no, no. No, no, this is not a conspiracy. <laughs> my dad is, like, the firstborn son in his home. No. And they come from a slightly, like, more traditional, less educated family. Oh, no. And so they, like, held to their values very strong. Right. Strongly. And so, like, there was a lot of pressure on my dad to have a son as a firstborn child. Totally. And so, like, when I was... When my mom was still pregnant, I was, like, kicking really hard. I right. was really big. And Everyone's so thought, like, this boy is gonna be... Boy. Yeah. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> and I come out, I'm just like, yo, what's up? I'm a girl. Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> it's me. And then they were very disappointed. You could tell. Like, oh, my no. when my mom told me the story, she was like, I could tell they were so disappointed in... In my mom, in me, right? <laughs> not my dad because he obviously had nothing. No, yeah, no, no, no. Nothing this was to not do his with fault. it. It was this not was his your fault. fault and it your was mom's fault. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, so like <laughs> when we actually when we went back to Vietnam, the day before we left mm-hmm. Vietnam, um, my grandma was like, "You need another wife to get a son." When you went back to Vietnam, so you're ten at this point. Though. I was ten, and I was like literally just like sitting there in the middle of the living room and like my grandma just like said it she was just like son you need to remarry and have a son because oh this god. wife won't give you a son oh my god and I, i'm just like sitting there and it was like three weeks after my birthday and i'm like what yeah <laughs> and so that's why after our first visit to vietnam like the the relationship between oh, my mom and my dad kind of got that totally makes sense iffy yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> no, that's yeah. No, the whole like first son boys thing in Vietnam is like very, very real. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but uh, <laughs> I I have uh, an uncle who has a son that is not straight. <laughs> so in that case, he would have to also have another son. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because because it's about, like, passing on the family name right. and stuff like that, right. right? And then if, yeah, it's just, it's crazy, man. Yeah, my, my dad is the firstborn son of, of his family. So he is just, growing up, he was just, like, really like cocky you know what I mean yes like like, (laughs) well he wasn't spoiled but he I guess I don't know I think my my grandpa was like a major asshole too like he he was in the military and he was very like strict and he beat like all his kids um to the point where he like broke their legs or something because he's my grandpa so and my dad's old so because my older brothers are a lot older than me so yeah and this is like vietnam back in the day so yeah well but so yeah my relationship with my dad was always like my dad just never talked to me and was very like uh, strict and mm. and just like overbearing um and very unemotional unless it was anger <laughs> right in which case he, he expressed a lot but for you was your dad like more loving or did he talk to you oh i'm pretty sure he loved me as when it was, I was obvious up, it was very obvious he loved me oh my god he would... i don't what is that like <laughs> oh i'm so sorry <laughs> oh no it's okay i've talked about this on literally every single episode no. i don't hold any resentment I know that he wished I was a boy. He bought mm-hmm. me, like, all the guy toys. Like, oh, he's like, I'm going to turn her into a... <laughs> I'm going to buy you a drill. <laughs> get you a smog from Home Depot. Oh, my God. I um, love He it. bought me, like, basketballs and, like, just sporty stuff. Mm-hmm. I never liked to play with Barbies anyways. Like, I okay. was always a tomboy growing up. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. Okay. And he would, he would make me, like, bamboo swords. Oh my god. He made me homemade Dope. bamboo swords with a sheath and everything. It was oh so my cool. Gosh. He loved me and like he bought he saved money to buy me a Game Boy. Oh. 
and yeah, it was it was really nice. But d- did he ever say I love you or? Oh, all the time. Your dad said I love yeah, you. Yeah, I was. I never thought about it until now, but like he would say like, "Ba you kong lam." Like, oh my that. god, you're ba you kong. He would be driving me home from school. I don't think I've ever heard that. Um, what that sentence you just said ever in my life? Not even from my dad, but just in general. Oh wow! I've never heard it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And he would like his nickname for me was Gokung, like the piece of precious, like a precious piece. Oh. So like yeah. he would call him, ba you Gokung lam. Like, oh my god. Oh, like that, right? oh my god, so cute. Yeah, I know. He loved me. I know he did. But then Central Vietnamese people are fucking dope. <laughs> I Jesus. Know. I think we have like a good amount of like traditional and like Western yeah. um, influences. Yeah. Because of where we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I never thought that my dad ever like stopped himself from giving me affection. He like hugged me all the time. Mm-hmm. He was like, we would cuddle while watching, like, Hong Kong dramas. Girl, shout out. Like, <laughs> Hong Kong people don't know, Vietnamese people watch so many Hong Kong movies. Literally, growing up, all I did was watch Hong Kong Dong movies. Come, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Journey to the to the West or something? I probably want. Pro- probably. I've, I've, I swear I've seen every single one, because my brother's... That's all they did was watch it. In the 90s. Yeah. Like, in the 90s and early 2000s, yeah. it was, like, either Hong Kong dramas mm-hmm. or, like, Chinese dramas. And then mm-hmm. into the 2000s, it was, like, Korean, Korean dramas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've, we've changed now. Now yeah. it's Korean. Yeah, but before it was Hong Kong action movies, and that oh was my God. dope. It was so yeah. And, like, the dubbing... Like, I never questioned it. Like, the mouths would never go- fit with what was being said. But I just, I just, like... Oh, man. I was okay with it. Yeah. It was no, so good. That was so good, yeah. Hong Kong action movies are so underrated. Yeah. They, they were really good. They are really good. Dang. So you were telling me uh, earlier that you're, uh, you identify as a queer woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that okay to say? Of course, oh, okay, yeah, okay. of course. Okay, so I just wanted to ask, because... Um, I identify as straight, but I don't know what queer means. Sure. Can you enlighten me? Okay, so from the way I understand it, because the word can mean different things for different people. Totally, Just yeah. like linguistics, right? So for me, I stray from being completely heterosexual. Mm-hmm. So I do have um, attraction towards women, men, and all the peoples in between, <laughs> right? Um, I don't really see like gender as something I would gravitate towards is more mm-hmm. it's more like who they are and oh, how they are I love it right yeah. so <clears throat> but for like a while I was just like girl whoa oh. girl <laughs> whoa whoa so pretty whoa <laughs> and then there were there were times where like yeah men can breathe around me <laughs> Yeah, that's chill. That's cool. <laughs> You're allowed to exist within like a ten meter ten, yeah, radius. Yeah, ten radius. That's of me. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. okay. I won't call the police. Je téléphone la police. Yeah. Okay, so so queer it just means that um, you don't. It's not like men or women or anything. It's just it's just like a person. For me, queer is just like not, you're not straight. Like you don't have. You don't need to have, like, oh, I'm bisexual, or oh, I'm pansexual, or I'm lesbian, I'm gay. Right. But, like, it could mean, like, you're just not straight, and you don't need a specific label for it. Oh. Whereas queer queer can be used as a very umbrella term. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Very um, broad. It's a bit more broad, and it it shifts away from having, like, a specific label for it. Because some people don't like having a label, but some people find liberation in having an identifier. Right. Yes. That's interesting. So I want to ask you about that. Do you find that having queer, like, does it play into your identity a lot? Or how do you feel about identity? Because I know, like, we're Vietnamese Canadian, and then that's its own thing. Yeah. And then you have, like, sexual... Because I, I, I had a friend who was on one of my old episodes, Carl, and he... I think he identifies as gay. I'll have to, like, re-listen to the episode. Um, gay or, or queer or something. And he was saying how, like, within 
he faces homophobia within the Asian community, and then he faces racism within the queer gay community. So I wanted to ask you about your experience there, because he's an Asian male, and I know Asian males are viewed very differently from Asian women. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. So so can you enlighten me on that? Well, I don't know too much about like the gay men community, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I know that there's this whole thing about no femmes, no Asians. What does that mean? No fats. What? <laughs> okay, enlighten me. I don't know. Okay, so you know, do you know Grinder? It's like the gay Tinder. I've heard of it. Yep. Grinder <laughs> screenshots. It, it, it's for men, it's right? For, it's for yeah, men yeah. seeking men. Yeah, yeah. And so on their profile, they sometimes list like no rice, no rice. I, heard. I don't know. I've heard yeah, no yeah. femmes, no fats, no Asians for for Grinder for for like. Oh, for grinder or just like you know online dating profiles sometimes they okay, just okay. it's just like they don't want like certain right. bodies or certain peoples apparently yeah yeah and so a lot of like asian guys don't have like they're kind of discriminated sometimes well it's the same in the straight community too right like if I know. you're gonna compare races like asian men are usually at the bottom yeah yeah it's it's kind of sad because um, Asian men are so desexualized. Totally, yes, yeah. I think that's the in main more reason. recent times because of things like internet, media, BTS becoming a huge thing. Crazy like, rich Finally, Asians. people are finally seeing Asians as like attractive and valuable, right? Right, right, right. But before we had very like minimal roles <laughs> in media yeah, where yeah. we weren't really seen, or like Asian men weren't really seen as sexual or yeah. like attractive right 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 totally and so i don't know i i never really asked my gay asian friends if like they felt that way or if they experienced mm-hmm. it but that's fr- from what i know but then the asian women experience is very different we're basically fetishized with the help of like japanese porn or whatever Hentai. right and time like <laughs> anime i guess totally have you noticed in anime the girls always have the biggest boobs like they like, jiggle like they jello j- like it's crazy yeah. yeah it's yeah it's so far from reality when you look at asian women right like when you go to cons okay when you go to like okay, can, i'm not a nerd comic con but, but, i'm but you a are nerd. nerd okay, okay i'm a nerd so i've been to like fan expo and i've been to comic con in montreal okay and like existing as like a young i guess thin attractive long-haired like asian woman right you get all the stares they're just like oh first you're like girl and then they're like god girl cute girl oh my god cute asian girl (laughs) cute asian girl oh my god (laughs) sweating what do i do (laughs) replace all the hentai they've watched (laughs) like i i'm not trying to like toot my own horn here but like no no, you can see you can see all the very attractive okay yeah (laughs) um yeah but like it's like you can tell that sometimes you go into certain spaces right and then you get a lot of attention like backtracking to france one time i was on the train and then some guy just sat beside me in the same cart even though the whole train was empty oh god except for like four other people and then he like tries to speak to me and i just played the foreigner card and started to speak english to him oh yeah yeah yeah. you knew that, that Vietnamese sixth sense was tingling. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I don't want to deal with this. And he right. like tried to talk to me, ask me where I'm going to, and like he oh, would, no. and stuff like that. I was just like, just like nodding, but speaking in English. Yeah. And then, like, it was quiet for like a minute, and then he like put his hand on my like thigh, like right here, no. and he was like, "Are you Japanese or Chinese?" <laughs> And I like slapped his hand away, and I and I spoke to him in French, and I was like, "Don't you dare touch me!" Can you say that in French? I forgot how okay. I said it. I was like, "Dégage toi, ne me touche pas, okay?" Oh, yeah. It ne doesn't matter. Pas. It doesn't matter if yeah. I'm si je suis japonaise or chinoise. Right, right, right. C'est pourquoi? Pourquoi tu tu dois savoir? Yeah, right? exactly. My French is terrible now. I don't know how I, I did it. It sounds really good, though, oh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, I don't know. Just existing as, like, a young Asian woman, you get... You, you sometimes get a lot of... It's totally, like, attention. The, the inverse of um, how, like, queer Asian men... Or Asian... Or even straight Asian men get... Just, like, Asian men in general. Asian men in general, yeah. Because yeah. they're desexualized. They're, um, they're not... Yeah, seen as sexy and they're not very preferred. Whereas Asian women are like hyper preferred, hyper sexualized. Why though? Like, 
apparently there's this sort of idea that we're submissive. I mean, yeah. Or like we listen. Totally. But from Obedience. our cultures. It, right. We do that for our men, but for other men, I don't know. But like how, how do they, where did it come from? Why is it being told? How is it being told? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think it could be a size thing too. Like Asian women or Asian people in general are smaller, right? Small. And- <laughs> Quite small. Small. Yeah, small. small. <laughs> I'm baby. <laughs> that's one of my favorite memes. I'm baby. I swear. That's my favorite. Kirby. Um, I'm baby. <laughs> Reasons why you should listen to me. I'm, I'm baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a great meme. Okay. Um, yeah. No. So I think with like the whole Asian group is like, uh, I guess people, if you're into femininity, then Asian women are very feminine because they're so small, right? But then if you're into masculinity, right, then Asian men are also smaller than other men. And I think maybe that might be why. Yeah. It's not, they're not very Like, if sexualized. you go to places like Amsterdam, like, all these people, they're freaking like tall. Six, five. They're so tall. And average. they're so beautiful. Yeah. Why is everyone so beautiful? That's all I've heard about Scandinavia <laughs> is, like, everyone is gorgeous. They're tall. They have, like, broad, broad shoulders, shoulders, long legs, and they're all beautiful. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just just our standard of beauties here, I guess. Like, they always prefer tall guys. Totally. With, like, fit body, mm-hmm. you know, deeper voices. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have our wholesome Asian boys who might not be <laughs> as tall, right. who might not be as, like, muscular, but they're still awesome. The voice might not have dropped yet. Give them a year or two or five. Or 20. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Asian guys are awesome. I'm dating an Asian guy right nice. now. Nice. Really yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Asian men. And we're, like, the same height, too, so, like... And that didn't turn you off or no. anything? Wait, how tall are you? I'm 165 centimeters. Oh, so you're like pretty tall for... Five, four and a half. That's like a good height for... That's tall for a Vietnamese girl, I find. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I went back home and I was like... Yeah. Towering over everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the same yeah. height as your, like, uncle. You're looking at him eye to <laughs> eye. uncle? Yeah, what's up? And he's just like, oh my god. I feel a little threatened here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Put on the heels and everyone's, like, yeah. scared. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, shout out to Asian guys. That's I know. great, yeah. But they're getting a lot more love nowadays which is I know. great right? thank you bts yeah. and like all that representation it's crazy. it's crazy yeah so we have movies like crazy rich asians right mm-hmm. and then parasite is like so big oh my now. god okay literally, have you seen it i've talked about parasite on my podcast i'm not fucking kidding you at least five times <laughs> and i don't care this will be the sixth time like let's talk about it it's so best good. movie like i when i okay i can't even i can't even speak like i I love it so much. Like, I, when I first saw it, I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Right? It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Like, it's... I feel like... I feel like if you're not into film, even people that, like, don't know anything about movies, they can appreciate how beautiful it was. Just the cinematography was, like, out of control. It was so good. The acting. Like, I just... I... Okay. Yeah, Sorry. I'm obsessed. It's okay. T- t- I tell am me. Too. Tell me what what did you think about it? Like did you watch it recently or I watched it with my my guy actually mm-hmm. and he's Korean so like he kind of understood more of like the cultural mm. tones of it. Is he Korean Korean or Korean Canadian? He's Korean Korean. He's Oh, he's Korean Korean. Yeah. Oh, girl. Okay, yeah, sorry. Go. No, no, no. Um so mm, one scene that really stood out for me was you know when like the the parents were getting like uh, frisky frisky the the rich the Kims or the Parks the Kims are the rich ones the the rich ones oh, I I talked on about the this leather leather couch I I talked about this exact scene right in and an they're, episode they're getting kind of kind of spicy yeah and then you have the poor family that are... who are hiding under the table which is at a lower elevation well you literally see the line of the table like it's very overt in that scene yeah 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 and I never thought about it when like we were watching the movie but um after when we were on the train and my guy was just we were just like discussing the movie he was like that scene i was like what do you mean that scene yeah, yeah. he was like it was, it was so cool like you could see how like the pe- the two different peoples were like at a different elevation one was like enjoying themselves the other was like hiding hiding literally in the most dangerous position ever if they were to get caught they could get in a lot of trouble right 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 
So I thought, like, there, I need to watch it a second time again, or maybe even a third. You need it, to there's watch just it, like, so ten times. much. Yeah. There's so much to it. So much symbolism. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It, I I didn't know what I was getting into, and that's the best way to watch it. Is if like if you don't know anything about it. Yeah, because I, I watched it when I was in Vietnam. Mm. So, like, last year. I was actually in Korea when it was airing. Okay. But I but I couldn't find a theater or a time where they had English subtitles. So, I didn't watch it in Korea, but then I was in Vietnam, like, the next week. And I watched it in Vietnam twice. Like, I watched it one day, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I went back, like, the day after the next day. And okay. then I watched it again. And then I came back to Canada, and then I watched it again. Like, I'm obsessed. Like, I think it's amazing. Like, it's... It's a really good movie if you're interested in things like class struggles. I think it's a good movie if you or like, if you have eyes and ears you, yeah. <laughs> and a brain. <laughs> Basically what I told everybody, like if yeah. you like aesthetically pleasing oh my God. cinematography, yeah. if you enjoy good like script, good acting. I was just going to say like Mrs. Kim, the rich wife, she was incredible. She, okay, cuz I I have a rich uncle and uh he has a he has a wife and I swear my my aunt is almost the same character as Miss Kim in that in that film in that she is always on drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so I don't know I don't know if people noticed in Parasite, but Mrs. Kim is clearly on drugs. Like she's there's not a second in that film where she's sober. Like she's like and, Stop. Well, re rewatch it because it, okay. Well, there was one part where he was, when the husband was like, "You want me to buy you drugs?" <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and when she's first introduced in the movie, she's like literally passed out outside, and then the housekeeper has to go slam the table to wake her up. Right? That's not a normal way to wake up a person, especially if you're a housekeeper. Right? right? And then the whole time you watch the movie, she's so like in la la land. She's like, "Oh my god, what's going on? Oh, I don't know." You're only like that when you're like always on drugs and that's ex like that's exactly how my aunt is she, oh my it, it's always like nobody's home you know not to put her under the bus or anything yeah no but the thing with her is like i always say this like if i was rich i would be the same way like <laughs> like i'm not above these people you know what i mean if i have money i would be high all the time too right be because it's just like you imagine this like you're you're with a very rich man and, the th and i'm not saying all rich men are like this but it's just like when you're with a rich man because they're rich they get access to so many things right mm -hmm. beautiful young women all the time and guess what young women never age because there's always more young women right so what i'm saying is like you know these women are being cheated on the husbands are unfaithful and then how do they cope with this drugs <laughs> right and when you watch it she's just high the whole time and it's it's so great because there's, there's just so much nuance and subtlety in that movie yeah. like i'm obsessed like i think it's i want to get like tattooed on my body like i'm not going to but 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 you know um the korean name for parasites like which is the same as vietnamese yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so i think it's a, a chinese word it is yeah, definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah such a great movie oh my god i've ended a podcast before on parasite and i think i'm gonna do that again now okay because Oh my god, it was so good. Okay, also V, like, thank you so much. Of course. Dude, this has been so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, so excited. Like, this is, I'm in such a good mood now. I love it. And, like, I feel like we would get along very well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We're gonna do round two. Okay. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah, no, for sure. And then, like, you live in Vancouver. I live in Vancouver. We can hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Thank you, V, for, for you. being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Pasta Poutine. Uh, I'm your host, Nina, and I'll see you on the next episode. Pasta Poutine. Pasta Poutine. Pasta Poutine.